Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. All right, let's bring in Mark Penn. He's the guy I referred to earlier. Uh, he oversees the Harvard-Harris poll. He's the chairman and CEO of Stagwell, Inc. One of the smartest political guys, I think, uh, in the country. I try to get you the best experts at the top of the chain whenever we do uh, discussions like this, and I think Mr. Penn is there. Okay, so were you surprised that Trump has got such a big lead over DeSantis and the others, first of all? Well, I'm in general surprised, yes, that, that when I look all, at all of Trump's numbers, uh, he seems to be holding in there pretty well. In, in my poll, in the open primary, he's getting about 50%. Uh, if it's a one-on-one DeSantis, I think he gets 56%. Um, you know, his overall ratings are, are higher than Biden's. He beats Biden by four points in the in the national presidential election. So, yeah, I've, I've been surprised. I thought, you know, that, that you know, a lot of Trump's very rough comments in, in response here would hurt him, but um, maybe they haven't sunk in or they really don't get that much media play. Uh, but, but he's consolidating. And over on the Democratic side, Biden is also doing somewhat better among Democrats, not better nationally. So ever, neither of these folks are really doing better nationally. They're each doing better with the base. Okay. Um, one of the things about the Trump poll you took, he's up for over Biden is that there's a big 14 percent unsure who to vote for, Biden or Trump, which to me um, is a big number. Am I wrong? Well, it's a big number only in the context that these are the best known people that there are. So, so normally when people don't know uh, one of the candidates or both of the candidates, uh, you know, if it was Ron DeSantis, uh, you know, against, you know, Governor Newsom, I'd expect 20, 25 percent undecided. Everybody has an opinion about these these two folks, uh, but a lot of them don't want either of them. So I think that drives up a, 
high undecided right now and they're saying well you know I, I really don't like either of them and so I'm not I'm not gonna say okay um, Donald Trump is not gonna change I thought he might uh, I don't know if you know this but I had supper with him a couple of weeks ago two hours just me and him and when I do that with any president I don't offer unsolicited advice I, I, I don't think that's my role as an American citizen I respect the office, but when he asks me a question, I, I give him an answer. And one of the questions um, that we talked about was Winston Churchill's comeback after the British booted him out after World War II. Well, he was shocked that he lost, and then he kind of changed his style a little bit and was re-elected PM in uh, Great Britain. And I, I brought it up to him and say, look, you're a statesman now. Um, you have a record to run on. Why don't you kind of shift your energies into that record? There's no way he's going to do it. There is no way on this earth that he is going to change his style or moderate it even a little. That's what I can tell you, to use his phrase, <laughs> I took away from that dinner. He's not changing. Well, and, and so he may be limited. I mean, he has a very significant base. They show up. Uh, they, they, they really love him. Uh, they want to vote for him. But that base doesn't look like it's a majority of the country. Right. And, and consequently, that's the, the limitation. Now, he has Trump a 71% favorable among Republicans. Ron DeSantis has a 76% favorable. So DeSantis is what we usually call a candidate of potential a really good favorable among people who know him and he's not played out yet. No, Trump but if he he's also new, Mark, and you know that. Mm -hmm. The more you get involved with debates and you and you talk, and the 71, that's why I ran the Peggy Noonan stuff. Because there is a minority within the conservative groups, Republican circles that believe Trump can't win. And that's why they don't want him. Because they believe that DeSantis could defeat Biden easier than Trump. Do you believe that? Uh, if DeSantis defeats Trump in the primary, he won't. I, yeah, well, he has to get he. In order for DeSantis to get a chance to run, he's going to have to defeat him in the primary. If he defeats him in the primary, he's going to be a shoe in. All right, right? but but hypothetical. Oh, you, okay. I'm sorry, I cut you off. That. So if DeSantis did get the nomination over Trump, you believe he would whack Biden to a bigger margin than Trump would? Absolutely, because he would he would keep, I think, the, the Trump base and he would get all of the Republicans and even some of the Democratic moderates who don't like Trump because then he defeated Trump. And so I, I think he would just just you know, have a landslide victory. Remember, Biden is at a 40 to 40, depending upon the poll, 43% job approval. No president, to my knowledge, has ever gotten reelected with that kind of job approval. Okay. You, you now I want on the other I, side of 45. I want Mark Penn now to step back out of his political analysis job and you just American citizen now. Just a regular American citizen. I think the country is in bad trouble, many different levels, because Joe Biden is a poor leader and a poor president. 
Yet, 40% of Americans still support him to some extent. I don't understand that. Do you? Well, every time I look at it, it's a little bit more about the party than the person. And it's also about the news environment, too. Uh, You know, I I can look at even something like the Hunter Biden laptop and 53% of Democrats will still believe that it's Russian disinformation. Or if I ask Democrats, what is, how is the economy now? They'll say, oh, the economy is great. At least 60% of them will say that it's great. So there is uh, about a very large part of of both parties, frankly, who, who are driven now so much by partisanship that the candidates don't matter anymore. Is that different from the past? Uh, You know, I used to say we were sort of in a a one-third, one-third, one-third country. We're now in a 40-40-20 country. I think there's 40% on each side who are just bedrock partisans these days. And there's about 20% who will determine the election, mostly independents. Um, and, And they're the ones who vary in these poll questions. I mean... People forget when I worked with President Clinton, he had job approval ratings in the mid-70s, and Reagan had job approval ratings in the mid-70s. And no politician now can get above, like, mid-50s, right? And and so because there's too much partisanship, they won't acknowledge someone from another party. And so it is a lot more partisan than I've seen in the past. What about the collapse of the television news media? We take for granted that the newspapers are obsolete and the people who read the New York Times, Washington Post, they're the elite people. They're not the folks, believe me, they're not. But the television news media is geared to the folks or was when I was doing it for all those years. That's collapsed now into the same thing you're talking about, hardcore choosing a side, don't care to give you information, not even going to give you a count of how many people showed up at Waco to see Trump, not even going to bother with anything like that. How much is the collapse of the television news media industry contributed to the, I'm going to use the word ignorance or apathy of the American people? Well, I, I don't, I don't think it's, it's, um, I don't think it's apathy. Uh, I think people are involved, but they, they learn they're, they're in these news spheres that, that keep them so isolated and so separate and having such disparate views that it's so different from the days of Walter Cronkite and the, the expectation you were going to get the, the full news. Maybe it wasn't completely unbiased, but, but today just, you know, each side leaves out issues they, that they don't want to talk about. And so you are you are seeing this almost this information dyslexia, right among uh, among the public. I, I I was actually blown away. Another series of questions in the poll says, "Do you think Trump should be indicted?" So by Alan Bragg, and it's about 50-50. Uh, I think it was 51 yes. Then I ask, "Well, do you think this is a, a a solid case?" They say no. And do you think he'll be acquitted? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but they just want him to go through the punishment because they hate him so much. And that's well, what the media has accomplished. See, the legal system is just a part, another extension of partisanship and voting. Absolutely. Even if it was a nonsensical case. And that surprised me. And that showed a deterioration of values, 
related to our democracy and how our three different branches are supposed to work. Mark, thanks very much. As always, we hope we can talk again, you know, every few weeks. I know you're very busy. It's very kind of you to make time for us. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. You're listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. California. So this is according to Bloomberg, okay? There is a reparations task force approved by the state legislature and signed by Governor Newsom. Tell us what reparations should be to African Americans of California. On July 1st, they have to issue their report. Right now, they are considering $360,000 to each of the 2 million blacks in California, 360,000. Okay, total cost 640 billion, with a B. Now, California has a budget deficit of $22.5 billion. So they can't afford it, and nobody's gonna give them this money. They're not gonna be able to borrow it, the feds aren't gonna give it to them, so they can't, they can't pay it, they, it's impossible. So where is Newsom, he doesn't say anything. But this loopy Sacramento legislature, they could pass this, which will lead to more people leaving California. Now, in 2021, there has not been a more recent poll. Black Americans were asked about reparations by the Pew Research Center. Okay? The question was, do you think descendants of people enslaved in the USA should be repaid in some way, such as given land or money? Yes, 77%. No, 17%. That is overwhelming. And I don't think it's changed since 2021. So black Americans want reparations. So joining us now is a colleague of mine, Dominic Carty, works at WABC Radio, as I do. And some of you are listening to the No Spin News now. 
under the title of Common Sense on WABC. Dominic Carter is a longtime political reporter. He joins us now from the city. Okay, in your experience, Dom, um, why do so many African-Americans want free stuff? You know what, Bill? I, I, I think you know I'm a straight shooter. And um, I'm going to answer your question, but I have to start with this because I would be remiss if I didn't. I want to thank you for what you've done throughout the years, always telling the truth to the American people. Bill O'Reilly, you are the man. You're right. People want free stuff. And in this case, it's disgusting from those in the African-American community that are pushing this bill. It's divisive. It's never going to happen. States can't afford it. City can't afford it. Why push something that's never going to happen? I, I would think, honestly, Bill, and, and you know, we can talk about a number of issues as it relates to this. I would think that it would be more important in particular in my community, in the Black community, to discuss the issues, the more prevalent and relevant issues of Black-on-Black -black crime and education, rather than some pipe dream of reparations that's never going to happen, ever. But again, why do so many African-Americans want it to happen? Well, you said it in your lead-in. Three things. Uh, one, Bill, I want to believe, I really do, that most Americans, I know the numbers are overwhelming based on polling, but I, I want to believe that most African Americans in their heart do not believe that. I want to believe that most African Americans get up and go to work every day and they're trying to survive and provide for their families. This narrative of reparations, Bill, has always been there. But, but this is the problem, Bill, with, with the woke agenda that you talk about. This is the problem with Black Lives Matter, that they have pushed this narrative where now these types of issues are in the forefront. And so something that was always in the background but not really the major issue has become a major issue. And, and all it is, Bill, if I can be brutally honest with you, it, it's a crutch. Uh, it, 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 it really breaks my heart. Uh, that, that some African-Americans are pushing this. But at the end of the day, it is true what you said, Bill. I, I mean, because slavery happened so many years ago. I'm not saying it was awful what happened in slavery. But whenever you offer free stuff to people, they want to take it. And frankly, that's been the democratic narrative and in terms of the Biden administration and particularly when it comes to African-Americans. And we'll see if it works this time, but it's not going to help the community. All it's going to do is hurt the African-American community. Bill O'Reilly, you know, it's your show. You're the man. What is the point of promising someone under reparations a, a home for a dollar? That doesn't teach you to appreciate the fact that you've got to work hard to come up with the down payment and, and, and work hard the American dream. You're selling somebody a pipe dream. It's never going to happen. Bill, I grew up, and don't tell me about, oh, well, Dominic, you know, uh, you're not black enough. Bill, I grew up in the projects of New York City on welfare without a father in my life. You're talking about reparations. To a degree, they're already here. I was able to go to college on basically an affirmative action type program, but it wasn't just for black kids. It was for white kids, Asian, for everybody. And that's the way it should be. 
it, it's this reparations argument is dividing America. It's not going to bring us together. And it's never going to happen, Bill. All right. I got it. So after uh, Kathy Hochul uh, defeated Lee Zeldin for governor of New York, despite the fact that there were dead bodies stacked in black neighborhoods all across New York City. I mean, absolutely. you can't even go to the grocery store if you're a 67-year-old woman with a, with a pocketbook because somebody's going to steal your pocketbook. Yes. So the reason that Zeldin lost to Hochul was because 90% of black voters in New York City voted for Hochul. 90%, 9 out of 10. Even though Hochul is directly responsible for death and destruction in the black neighborhood. So then I, O'Reilly, this is what I do. I decided to research this. And I've never really said this before because my research is not complete, but I think that you uh, are a good person to bounce it off, Don. The black culture now, the social culture in America is so ingrained with grievance, as I was talking about with Donald Trump. Everywhere you look, all entertainment vehicles, hip hop, rap, all that. no more Motown. There's no more uplift. It's we're a persecuted race. We African-Americans are persecuted by our own country. We always have been persecuted. We are owed not only money, but deference. We are owed uh, free, get out of fr uh, jail free card. You can't incarcerate us even if we hurt other African-Americans. We, we are a, a nation aside. We are not what other Americans are. Our culture is different. It's based on grievance. And you, white man, or Asian man, or whoever, you owe us. You owe us. And you better pay up. That's what's driving this, because as you said, the Democratic Party plays right into that separate culture. It's like an apartheid. The black culture is different than the white culture in America. And most African-Americans have bought it. Your reaction? I agree with you 8,000%, Bill. You call it the way it is. And I'm now going to use that term, borrowing it from you, the grievance culture. Because that's what's happened, uh, sadly. And it really does break my heart in the black community. When, when, I, when I started out as a political reporter, Bill, in 1985, I was assigned to cover Jesse Jackson uh, and the 88 presidential campaign. Every community we went to across America, in terms of uh, the Black community, it was always the same thing. Uh, high crime, things that exist now. And, and don't, 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 I'm tired of the victim game. I think most of us are tired of this, Bill. I'm tired of it's everybody else's fault, but you're not introspective in terms of what, what are you doing? What is the community doing? And it has to stop. It really has to stop. And the only ones that can stop it, because Black Lives Matter, besides, uh, besides making themselves quite rich with buying uh, wealthy real estate, it's been nothing but a con. Let's call it what it is. 
the George Floyd situation, it was tragic, but he's not the type of guy, no disrespect to Mr. Floyd, that the black community should be looking up to. Frankly, we should be looking up to doctors, lawyers, educators, people that are doing the right thing. Nobody wants to talk about the black on black crime. Everybody wants to frankly blame white people for what black people are doing. No, at the end of the day, we are responsible, Bill, and we should have a better grasp of our community. Well, I hope and it happens, Dom. I watch and listen to you every night, Bill, Thank because you. you tell the truth and you don't hide behind the race card. Well, you come on after me, so, so I listen to you too. But, uh, you know, look, you and I are simpatico in our philosophy of life, self-reliance. America is a great country. There is opportunity yes. if you seize it, yes. but you have to have discipline to seize it. All right, Dominic yes. Carter, WABC Radio. There he is. Appreciate it, Don. Very nice of you to help us out tonight. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com bill. For more details, see ahs.com contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. This is the No Spin News Weekend Edition. Our guest today is an interesting guy. I used to live in uh, Colorado. As many of you know, I work for KMGH-TV, Channel 7 in Denver. And uh, Congressman Ken Buck represents a force district in Colorado. Colorado is a much different state now than it was when I was there, I think in the War of 1812. <laughs> it was the late 1970s I was there. Much, much different state. Um, but it is a state that matters. Um, and it's not thoroughly read, but it's getting there. Now, Congressman Buck has a book called Crushed Big Tech's War on Free Speech. He has introduced legislation with Senator Josh Hawley to ban TikTok. Okay, we're going to get into that in a minute. The congressman joins us now from Washington. All right, first I want to ask you some, you know, breaking news stuff, then we'll get to your book, all right? 
So the first thing is that you're on the House Judiciary Committee and Jim Jordan is the chairman and Jordan is uh, going after the border real heavy. But I don't think with this president having about two years to go, anything is going to change down on the border. Am I wrong? Well, Bill, first, thanks for having me on. No, I don't think anything's going to change on the border in the next two year or year and a half. Um, I think the uh, purpose of our hearings is to make sure the American people know the extent of the crisis and uh, who's responsible for the crisis. And I, I think that uh, any legislative package that we put together is going nowhere in the Senate. They're not going to get 60 votes to, to uh, uh, move that uh, uh, piece of legislation. And so uh, it's really just highlighting the crisis and the fact that President Trump had a lot of the right answers. And, and the first thing that the Biden administration did was walk away from a lot of the Trump answers. Okay, so this is just basically exposing the situation for those dim enough not to understand it now. Anybody who follows the news understands it. Did you ever ask any of your Democratic colleagues why they want an open border, why they want record amounts of fentanyl and heroin coming in here and five and a half migrants? Did you ever ask them why they want that? I have not. Uh, I have talked to Democrats about how do we get to a solution on the border. And the first thing that the Democrats tell me is we can't have a border wall, a border fence, a, a, a barrier that restricts people from coming into the country. Well, that's a non-starter with Republicans. We've got to have barriers. We've got to make sure that we uh, only allow people into the country uh, legally. And that but why do they say uh, they don't want to? Why do they say they don't want the wall? Is there any logical reason behind the opposition to have border security? Anything? No, I, I, I don't understand uh, okay. the logic of not having. I, I don't understand it either. Nobody's been able to explain it to me. A um, couple of other things. Matt Taibbi is a reporter uh, who uh, is working with Elon Musk to expose the Twitter situation where federal agents from the FBI met with Twitter to suppress information. The IRS shows up at Mr. Taibbi's house. Do you know anything about that? I do not. Nothing at all, because I know some Republicans on your committee want to drag in some IRS people to ask that question. Yeah, and I think the IRS should explain themselves. I'm not sure they need to do it in person, but they should explain why when uh, Mr. Taibbi and uh, Elon Musk are involved in exposing uh, really the, the weaponization of, of government, why then the IRS comes in. It looks like an awful bad coincidence. Okay, the final thing on uh, the breaking news front is the Alvin Bragg situation with Donald Trump. Now, uh, the DA says that uh, not going to have the grand jury operate on the Trump, possible Trump indictment for weeks. He's postponing it. So uh, Bragg, again, your committee, um, they're threatening to bring him in so you guys can ask him questions. Is that going to happen? I don't know that that will happen. He will fight that, obviously. He doesn't want to answer questions about an ongoing investigation. Uh, it would be rare that any prosecutor or law enforcement official would answer questions about an ongoing investigation. I think the point of the letter to Bragg was to point out that he has a weak case against a, a former president and presidential candidate. And uh, it is thoroughly inappropriate to bring a weak case and, and to try to interfere with the, the political system.
Okay. Um, Donald Trump destroyed Alan Bragg. This is my opinion, Congressman. I don't, you don't have to weigh in. But by jumping this and saying, oh, I'm going to get arrested on Tuesday, of course, that didn't happen. Uh, he's brought all kinds of hell down on Bragg. Doesn't look like Bragg is even going to pursue it much now to me. Do you have any feelings on it? I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't even know really the nature of the case. I've heard a lot of rumors about what the uh, grand jury may be investigating, what they may be talking about. I spent 25 years in front of federal and, and state grand juries. Um, I, I um, didn't tell anybody uh, when the arrest was going to happen, and I didn't tell anybody uh, what we were investigating because of certain secrecy requirements. But I do think that the president um, is probably the uh, greatest uh, uh, political strategist and has more uh, uh, access to uh, public opinion and influence on public opinion than anybody in, in my lifetime. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And he's certainly taken Bragg to the cleaners. Now, that may work against him in the long run. Bragg may be so angry that he just indicts him on a weak case. All right, let's get to TikTok. So you and uh, Senator Hawley want to ban TikTok. Explain very briefly to my audience, some of whom are older Americans, they don't know what TikTok really is. I've never used TikTok. What, what exactly is it? Well, let me just explain really briefly if I can. Uh, the the uh, types of wars that are going to be fought in the future involve cyber warfare. They involve one government trying to shut down another government or another banking system or utilities. And the TikTok is a uh, an app very similar to Instagram. Um, very popular among younger Americans that that go on and put videos of themselves up doing various things. And people click on that and, and it can be monetized. Uh, if you get a certain number of followers, uh, you can earn money for putting up interesting videos that that people watch because then uh, uh, TikTok can sell advertising to those folks. The problem is that uh, in a cyber war, all the information that TikTok is gathering name, date of birth, uh, various buying habits can be used to shut down our economy. It is uh, owned by China, which means that the Chinese Communist Party has undue influence on TikTok. Um, they don't allow Facebook into China. Uh, they don't allow Google into China because they know that we could gather information on their citizens and they don't want that. We can't okay, but let, let me stop you now. So I don't go on these websites. I'm boring. I'm old. I don't go. Um, but say I did. Say I went on TikTok and I watched some dopey kids uh, doing whatever dopey kids do these days. How would the Chinese get my personal information? Well, first of all, you need to sign up uh, to be on TikTok. And all so right. You need so I'd have to sign your... up. And when I sign up, what information do I have to get? Well, you're giving them your uh, name, you're giving them your date of birth. You're not giving them a social security number, but you're giving them uh, other information of where you live, um, uh, different uh, things about your personality. Then what you do, what, what, what can happen um, is that somebody in China, if they're interested, can follow your keystrokes. They can find out what your passwords are. They can find out uh, where you bank. They can find out uh, what, what utilities you use, electric company, gas company. Um, uh, what kind of cars you're buying, all, all the information about you that you use on the same device, handheld device, uh, uh, desktop, all that information is going to be available to the Chinese. We can't give them that information. And do you believe that there's a potential for the Chinese to do what with that information? What would they do with it? 
Exactly. Well, the, what, what the reason that they are um, hacking our government systems and learning about our government employees, as well as uh, private systems and, and uh, health insurance and other uh, areas, is that if there is a cyber war, they can shut down our banking system. We can shut down their banking system. All of that is involved in, in the warfare. Um, and, and some of it's morale. Some of it is China being able to advertise to our young people about the, you know, the beauty of communism in China and how many people are benefiting and on and on. Some of it's propaganda. But a lot of it just has to do with uh, the, the height of a war being able to close uh, really essential uh, parts of our economy. All right. Do you think that's going to pass, that TikTok will be banned in the USA? I think the effort, Bill, is to make sure that TikTok, the information that is gathered by TikTok is stored in the United States and that the Con Chinese Communist Party doesn't have access to that information. Okay. So it's it just like any negotiation. You start with a position that is uh, on one side and you hope to get to a position where you are safeguarding Americans' information. That's a noble cause. All right, so I'm cruising through your book, Crushed, and I need your personal opinion on this. Do you believe there was an actual conspiracy by the FBI when they met with Twitter executives, okay, to influence the election, the presidential election of 2020? Was this an active plan to help Joe Biden become president? I don't know if it was an active plan as much as it was um, an unspoken truth in, in Twitter. Uh, the FBI uh, certainly misrepresented the nature of Hunter Biden's laptop and the information stored on that. When they blame that on Russian disinformation, uh, a, a rogue agent, I'm not suggesting uh, that Christopher Wray or others at the FBI were involved in this, but at least one rogue agent went out and told Twitter and Facebook that this was Russian disinformation. And Twitter didn't uh, use any sort of uh, discernment in the process of determining that it was, in fact, Russian disinformation. They took that and they ran with it. But a lot of the people that they kicked off and a lot of the uh, 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 tweets that they did not amplify hurt Donald Trump. And so, yes, I think there is a culture in Twitter. I think there's a culture in Google that causes them to censor speech on the right and, and particularly uh, uh, speech involving Donald Trump. Okay, the book is Crush, Big Tech's War on Free Speech by Congressman Ken Buck. Say hello to all my friends out in Colorado. Congressman, we appreciate you coming on tonight. Thank you for having me, Bill. Okay, sure. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus here's a gem from the no spin news vault 
So joining us now from Washington is Eddie Scari. He uh, works for the uh, Washington Examiner. He's a columnist there. Uh, he's the author of the book Fraud and Fiction, The Real Truth Behind Fire and Fury, uh, anti-Trump book. So uh, you're not surprised at the, uh, the talking points that are disseminated every day and we hear on uh, the TV news, are you? Uh, no, I think to ask why the media and Democrats end up saying the same thing so frequently is like asking a twin uh, why he looks so much like his brother. Well, because they share the exact same DNA. Um, and it's, it's true that that's been the case for a very long time about um, the national media and, and the Democratic Party. But I think under the, the current president, that the contrast is just so much more obvious. Um, and I'll give you actually one more example that I just wrote about uh, with the whole crisis deal that, that, that you just aired the montage about. You have the media saying there's been no crisis, the media and the Democratic Party saying there is no crisis. And yet we, we just spent the last year with them both saying that there was a crisis. Um, a crisis when uh, the families were showing up and being separated at the border, a crisis when the two Guatemalan children died in the custody of um, U.S. Uh, Border Patrol. And um, then uh, there was the tear gas that was sprayed at the border. This was it was it was called a crisis up until the shutdown. And president said he was going to use this to get to, to solve the issue. Uh, suddenly, it's not a crisis anymore, including right. uh, you have the the Washington Post columnist on MSNBC saying, oh, there's no crisis here. I went back to just 2014. She was the lead author on a news story for The Washington Post where she said there is a crisis at the border. <laughs> well, look, uh, it, it's all about uh, and I'll get that back to that in a moment, the crisis aspect of it. Um, but are you surprised now? Because I am a little bit that so many in the National Press Corps have allied themselves actively with a political party. I, I didn't see that before in my 45 years of journalism. There was always a left-wing bias in the press, always there, but not to this extent where they work actively together, where they take democratic points that are drummed up in the morning and spit them out. I mean, there's something corrupt about that, is there not? Oh, absolutely. And it, it is very obvious. My book, Fraud and Fiction, is about three-fourths of the book is about that exact thing. Um, and I think there's two reasons. It's, it's one, that President Trump is an outsider and Washington hates nothing more than an outsider. And two, just his policies that he's put forth um, are so anathema to what so many people in Washington, including the establishment media, the national media, um, have been looking for and what, what they're interested in. Uh, he wants a border wall. He wants to uh, e reduce even legal immigration that he thinks is out of control, as many Americans do. Um, the, the whole populist element of his campaign was completely antithetical to what the national media believe in, what the Democratic Party believes in, and largely what the Republican Party that was, uh, that's was that been in Washington believes in. Now, I wrote a column today about the uh, cable news wars and, and how that industry is in decline as far as people watching cable news. It's on BillOReilly.com for everybody to read. What people do not know is there's another shift other than the anti-Trump sentiment, and that is the financial incentive for reporters and co columnists and pundits to bash Trump. So there are uh, corporations that are now ordering this be done because they can make money from it. So the New York Times, for example, and the Washington Post, their subscription base is about 80 to 90 percent liberal. If they were to do fair and balanced reporting, they would lose some of those people and, and other liberals wouldn't come in. 
Okay, you see this most starkly on Fox News. Um, when Shepard Smith bashes the president, as he does almost every day, his ratings go down. All right, so Shepard Smith is the lowest rated program on Fox News because Fox viewers like President Trump and they don't want him to be bashed. And when Shepard Smith does that, people turn it off, don't watch him. So the prevailing wisdom at FNC is support president because 95% of our viewers voted for him. 95% in a recent study of Fox viewers voted for Donald Trump. So that you have that money now, you have that economic element in how analysis is presented on television. Right. Um, and I, I think there must be an opening somewhere for some balance between the two. It doesn't have to be entirely pro-Trump or anti-Trump. Um, oh, maybe I there think will be. It, is, it doesn't exist now. doesn't it exist. Doesn't exist. But it's my well, job to you expose it, no matter where it is. And I think we've I made think our case. We have job of offering a mix of opinions. We are a right-leaning publication, and yet our editorials are half pro, half anti-Trump. Yeah, I like um, the Examiner. I, I like the Washington Examiner. And you can go on there on the Internet. Um, is it examiner.com or WashingtonExaminer.com? WashingtonExaminer.com. You can go on there and see your stuff and other, other reporters, and, and they're not charging you, and you can get it, and it's reasonable. And so you're right, and I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. Final question. I don't think the press can ever come back. I don't think cable news, once Trump leaves the stage, I think that industry is in dire danger of collapse. I don't think people people are going to remember this this period of journalism uh, in America, and they don't like it. Even if you're going to places where your view is reinforced and you're hearing Trump hatred every hour on the hour, there's something about it that's not really dignified. And I think it's going to hurt all these enterprises in the long term. I think that's true, um, and that goes for print too. Anywhere where you're getting the same opinion. Uh, the same story, whether it's news or opinion, over and over again, I think is in trouble. And that's by and large the national media. you got to find people who are giving an alternative perspective, saying the different things. And where is that? That's all on the Internet. It's all on social media. And that's where uh, I think everyone's turning to now. Well, we'll see. Hey, Eddie, thanks as always. We appreciate your time very much. Thank you for listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. To watch the full episodes of the No Spin News, visit BillOReilly.com and sign up to become a premium or concierge member. That's BillOReilly.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.